Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. Bibles with me, please. I'll just I'm gonna preach just a little short uh, message this afternoon. I want to give I want to give Brother John all of the time he needs to preach today. And uh, but it is an honor to be here. Beautiful church pastor. You should be very very proud of what God's given you here, and uh, very thankful uh, for the privilege to be here today. Very comfortable. Very wonderful. Thank you for the kindness we have received today. John chapter number twelve. When you find your place there, I'll invite you to stand if you're physically able. As we honor and reverence the reading uh, of the Word of God, the Bible, John chapter number twelve, John chapter number twelve, in verse number one. The Bible says when Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, which had been dead, uh, whom he raised from the dead, uh, there they made a supper. And Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Now, there's a whole lot of preaching just in that one verse right. there. Amen. Right. Uh, but I'm not going to preach there this afternoon. Verse number four. The Bible said, Then saith one of the, his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? And uh, this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my burying has she kept this. Uh, for the, the poor always ye have with you, Amen. but me ye have not always. Yeah, right. but, now notice this now in verse number 9. Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death because that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. You yeah. may have a seat. Let's bow for a word of prayer together and we'll get into the message that the Lord would have for us today. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come to your presence once again, Lord, as thankfully and humbly. God, as we know how, thank you, Lord, for the wonderful opportunity that it is to be here at Temple Baptist Church. God, to be able to be here with this dear pastor and his congregation, this dear man of God that has traveled from Virginia to be here. God, to preach to our hearts today. Thank you, Lord God, for the message that's already been brought. Uh, God, what a powerful message uh, the pastor of this church brought to us just a few minutes ago. And Father, we're so thankful for that. Thank you, Lord, for a good time of worship. God, no matter whether there's a thousand in the building or just... Uh, Lord, our our our, uh, our crowd, our small churches, dear God, uh, we realize that it's not about who, uh, Lord, is here in terms of us, but Lord, it is whether or not you are here. And God, I'm so thankful today to know that you are in the house this afternoon. And God, you are touching and speaking and drawing uh, men to yourself, men, women, boys, and girls to yourself. The word of God's being opened, being proclaimed. And Lord God, you are taking your word and honoring it in this place. And Father, we thank you for that. We do pray, God, that you continue to do so. And 
Lord, with the messages that are going to be brought today. I pray, dear God, that you'd use me to speak to your people. I pray, dear God, that you'd forgive me of sin, empty me of self, fill me with your spirit, use me for your glory, help me to be a blessing. I pray, dear God, that these people would not see me, but God, they'd see you high and lifted up because your word said if we if, if you'd be lifted up, you'd draw all men unto yourself. I pray, God, that you would do that which you'd be pleased to do. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for what you do in the name that is above every name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and ask all of these things. Amen and amen. When we come to the passage here this afternoon, we understand that uh, we are coming to a passage of Scripture uh, that not only is familiar in its own right, but it follows perhaps one of the most uh, famous chapters in the Word of God. Uh, most, most definitely one of the most famous chapters in all of the Gospel of John. Chapter uh, number 11. And no doubt many, many messages have been brought uh, out of John chapter number 11 and John chapter number 12. And as we even read the text this afternoon, uh, you preachers know what I'm talking about. As we read the text this afternoon, uh, you have to uh, keep your mind in, uh, in, 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 a, in a guard, if you will, to not uh, preach all of the things you could preach as you read, but to stay in the right gear uh, that the Lord would have for you to be in. Amen. Right, right. But we come to this passage, of course, we understand that there has been much been said here out of John chapter number 12 about this lady by the name of Mary uh, that anoints the, um, anoints the feet of the Lord Jesus. We've all heard messages about the broken box. We've all heard messages about uh, pouring uh, upon the Lord. And we've even can, we can even preach about Judas and his response uh, to this. Amen. And about his betrayal of the Lord. But when we come to this passage this afternoon, I want to take the time that I have and bring uh, out a portion of this story that uh, may not be as familiar as the others, but I believe there's a truth for us uh, this afternoon. And that is as we consider uh, what is taking place here in this uh, chapter. Uh, the Bible says there in verse number 1, uh, when Jesus six days before the Passover came unto Bethany. We know uh, that Bethany, this is where Lazarus and Mary and Martha Leah, a famous city uh, in the Word of God. Jesus comes to Bethany. The Bible says this, where Lazarus, which uh, uh, was, which had been dead, uh, whom he raised from the dead. Now, I will begin by saying this. The, uh, this chapter already begins with a statement in the Word of God that is something uh, that uh, we don't hear a whole lot of in our day. Amen. That, that whole business of he that had been dead. Amen. What a wonderful phrase that he does. He, the Bible said there in verse number 2, uh, there, uh, there uh, they made him, speaking about Jesus, uh, supper and uh, Martha served. But Lazarus uh, was one of them that sat at the table. They are uh, doing what we'll be doing here in just a little while. Uh, they're having a meal together. They're fellowshipping together. They are enjoying fellowship with one uh, with another. And here as we look at these uh, this context, let's look down at verse number 9. Uh, the Bible says this, that on the outside of this fellowship meal, this uh, momentary meeting of uh, the, these friends uh, getting together, uh, the Bible says much people of the Jews, therefore, knew that he was there, uh, knew that Jesus was there. And the Bible says, and they uh, came not for Jesus' sake, 
only but notice this now but that they might see Lazarus also whom he had raised from the dead but the chief priest consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death because that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus here in this passage of scripture they're having this meal together and it's almost as like these chief priests are almost looking in the windows if you will of this home in Bethany that Mary and Martha and Lazarus are in and that Jesus has arrived at their home to sup with them and have a meal with them and they're on the outside uh, looking in and there's another message amen but they're on the outside looking in and the Bible said they went to see Jesus but they also showed up to see Lazarus now that he was alive and now that he was uh, resurrected there uh, there is still a great marvel this chapter later about what Jesus had done in the life of Lazarus and I can't help uh, but seeing these verses and how they work together and who is there and why they're there and uh, these individuals uh, that are looking in and they're uh, seeing Lazarus alive and well. And the Bible says that they were interested in Lazarus because they wanted to put Lazarus, the Bible says, to death. Now, can I say this this afternoon? Lazarus may not have had a clue what was going on and perhaps most, most likely didn't have a clue what was taking place in the heart of these religious rulers. But the fact that they wanted to put him to death after he had just died uh, from a grave sickness and been rose from the dead. Amen. I promise you, you wouldn't want to be Lazarus. Amen. But can I submit to you today as I've studied this passage of Scripture, I believe by way of uh, uh, some pictures here in this passage, I believe that we can see ourselves as Lazarus in this passage of Scripture. I believe as we look at this passage of Scripture, we can easily see Lazarus as a type of the child of God. And I believe we can easily see uh, these chief priests as a type of the devil and the forces of hell uh, that are looking in on some things uh, that God has done and want to put an end to all of that. Amen. So with the few minutes I have this afternoon, I want to preach on this subject. Why the devil wants us dead. Why the devil wants us dead. And can I say this this afternoon, whether you're young or whether you're in the middle or whether you consider yourself an older person, amen, there is a very real devil uh, that is looking at your life. If you're saved by the grace of God, if you're in the condition that Lazarus is in and you're a child of God, the devil hates that you're a child of God and he wants to put an end to what God is doing in your life. Yeah. Young people, you listen to me. Anything God does in your life, the devil wants to put a stop to it. Amen. The devil doesn't want you to show up to church faithfully. The devil doesn't want you to read your Bible. The devil doesn't want you to pray. The devil doesn't want you to get up and do what you've done this afternoon and sing the songs of Zion and worship the Lord and remiss Kenji like you did just a minute ago and lift your hands in praise to the Lord. The devil doesn't like any of that. That is sign of a spiritual life and the yeah. devil doesn't like it. Right. Let me give you a few things in the text here as to why the devil wants us dead and we'll be done this afternoon. Yep. Amen. Yep. Can I just remind you this afternoon that these chief priests wanted Lazarus dead and we can see a picture of why the devil wants us dead, wants us ineffective, wants our life for God uh, to be put uh, to an end as far as its reach and its effectiveness. Number one, these chief priests hated Lazarus because of his resurrection. 
The Bible says here, notice in the Bible here, the Bible says there in verse number one, then Jesus six days before the Passover came to Bethany where Lazarus was, which had been dead. Put it in the past tense, whom he raised from the dead. Here in this passage of scripture, the name Lazarus is used four times. Half of those times is being used in association with him being raised from the dead. Verse number one said Lazarus, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. That's verse number one. Then if you look at verse number nine, the Bible said that those, those chief priests came, that they might see Lazarus also, whom he's speaking about Jesus, raised from the dead. Amen. Verse number nine teaches us that it was a great spectacle for the people to see Lazarus alive and well. They knew that he had died. They knew what had taken place. And they knew that he was here at sitting at the table having supper with Jesus Christ, with Mary and Martha. He is doing something that dead people shouldn't do. The Bible says here, uh, talking about this relationship there in verse number nine, they wanted to see him whom they had been raised uh, from the dead. They wanted to see uh, the they wanted to see uh, the proof of his resurrection. And as he sat there at the table, as he had this relationship, uh, Amen. As he enjoyed the benefits and the fruit of resurrection, Amen. It began to gnaw at them. It began to make them angry. And I'll mention some more about that here in a minute. But they wanted. Wanting to see evidence of the resurrection. Here we see that Lazarus, without even knowing it, is providing them with a show of a lifetime. Amen. A man that had been dead had been four days dead. Amen. Amen. Been in the yep. tomb. Yep. Yep. Amen. Yep. And here they're seeing him alive and well. Yep. Amen. All that he was doing was living his life. And as he did, but they could not help but be drawn to his resurrected life. Can I tell you this afternoon, amen, that there is a very real world out there that does want to see a proof of those you claim to be saved, amen, you claim to have given your heart to Jesus Christ. There will be people that will be looking at you and they're going to be eyeballing you. They may look at you sideways and say, well, let's just see how real this resurrected life is. Let's just see if there's any truth to this being a new creature in Christ. Let's just see. Uh, how they're going to show uh, themselves as to what Jesus has done in their life. Here in this passage of Scripture, uh, we find that these chief priests and the devil, uh, and that picture of the devil and the forces of hell and the world and the flesh, they are, uh, they are uh, looking at this and they are seeing a noticeable change Amen. in Lazarus. Amen. You can't help but see the change. If you saw him in chapter 11, and now you see him in chapter 12, oh, what a difference that Jesus made. Just because Jesus showed up, amen, to Lazarus when he was young, uh, amen, in death, amen. Can I remind you, amen, that I'm glad this afternoon that each and every one of us that are saved by the grace of God knows what it is uh, to be a Lazarus, amen, and we can know what it is uh, to have Jesus pass by and Jesus do a resurrecting work in our life. Amen. I don't have to preach to you Ephesians chapter number 2 about what the Bible said uh, Jesus did for us. Yeah. The Bible said there in verse 1, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also
So we all, that's all of us this afternoon that are saved by the grace of God. Even those that aren't saved here, uh, you still know what it is to live this way. God declares here in the Word of God, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Amen. But Brother Kenzie, I like verse number four. But God, God who is a rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead. That sounds a lot like Lazarus to me. Amen. Even those of us which were dead in the sins have quickened or made us alive, resurrected us together uh, with Christ. By grace ye are saved. I know this afternoon what it is to be a Lazarus. If you're saved here this afternoon, you know what it is to be just like Lazarus. If you're saved, there was a time where you once were dead in trespasses and sins. But when God came, but when God convicted, but when God made a change through conversion, amen, you trusted in Christ amen. as your Savior. There was a resurrection that took place. And just like God, just like Jesus called Lazarus out of the, out of the tomb and said, Lazarus! Come forth. I'm glad, thank God, as an eight-year-old boy, there was a day in my life where I heard the Holy Ghost of God say, Josh Lawson, come forth. Amen. Amen. And I know what it was to have the great clothes loose and to walk out in newness of life. Amen. You're looking at somebody that's been resurrected. If you're saved, amen, there's a resurrection. The devil wants to keep the death. He wants you to stay on his side. Yeah. God wants, wants to do something in you. And if God has done something in you through salvation, the devil does not like that resurrection. Amen. Can I give you this as well? Amen. No doubt. The Bible says and tells us there in Colossians chapter number 3 and verse number 1 about resurrection. The Bible says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead. Amen. Your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall ye appear with him also. The Bible said, For those that have been risen with Christ were to seek those things which are above, and we are to set our affection on the things above. Do you think this afternoon that the resurrection that Lazarus had gave him a new perspective on life. Amen. Began to make him start seeing things different. Amen. You know about his heart uh, was in a different place. Amen. Uh, he may have had some. Uh, he may have had uh, some uh, semblance of a life before. But now his life's been made new. Right. Now he knows the one to be thankful to. Amen. He knows the one that made all the change in his life. Right. Amen. Amen. No doubt he has a new perspective. No doubt his focus has changed. His dreams and his goals in life have changed. Amen. He knows what it is to come close. And not just come close to death. But to have his life ended. And yeah. how soon you can cross, uh, cross that, uh, cross that uh, moment in life. And it all be over. I, I can almost promise you that when Lazarus was resurrected. 
Everything that used to be important may not have been as important anymore. And he had the right priorities after the resurrection. I'm telling you, if you're saved by the grace of God, you should you should allow the fact that God has raised you from his from death in sin. Amen. It ought to give you a new perspective. Your heart ought to be changed. Amen. And if it's not, I might would make my calling and election sure this afternoon. We see the resurrection. The devil wanted them dead because of the resurrection. Number two, let me give you this one. These chief priests hated Lazarus not only because of his resurrection, but because of his relationship. I told you just a few minutes ago as we read this passage of Scripture together, as you look here in this passage, the whole reason why they're here is to enjoy relationship. The whole reason why they're here is to enjoy fellowship with each other. Why is Jesus there? It's because he has a relationship with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Why is John chapter number 11 outside of the moment of resurrection uh, such uh, such an important chapter uh, to the believer? It wasn't just because Lazarus was dead and Jesus raised him from the dead. But one of the things that's highlighted the most in John chapter number 11 is the relationship between Jack Lazarus and Jesus Christ. The Bible says here, these chief priests are looking in the window. They are looking in this hole. They are uh, secretly beholding what is taking place uh, here in this scene in the Word of God. And the Bible said they came there to see Jesus, but they also knew that Lazarus would be there. They knew that Lazarus is here in this place, this home where he lives. But relationship has brought Jesus, uh, has brought Lazarus once again in contact with Jesus Christ. Can I tell you this afternoon that there is no doubt in my mind, and this may be speculatory, but verse number two of this chapter in John 12, I said that it was Lazarus that was sitting at the table. I've been saved by the grace of God. If you're saved as well, one of the greatest things about being saved is not just that there is a resurrection, but after we are made new in Christ, resurrected from spiritual death and granted spiritual life, new life in Christ, now begins a relationship that we can have with the Lord. You may say, you young people may be in here and say, well, why would would the pastor of Temple Baptist Church, why would he have a young Youth rally on on a Saturday like this. Uh, it doesn't have anything better to do. Yeah, I can imagine as a pastor, Amen. Maybe not better, but there's plenty of other things to do, right. Amen. But I'll say this: He wants all of us, young and old, to come into a closer relationship sure. Amen. with Jesus Christ. Amen. I would submit to you this afternoon that as these chief priests look in. We know in the past of the history of Jesus' life about the desire of these priests all the way back in Luke chapter number 2. And again, you men can correct me, but I see uh, almost a jealousy that could be here uh, with these chief priests as they look in and they see Lazarus at the table uh, with Jesus. Here is the one that in Luke chapter number 2, as a 12-year-old boy walked in the temple, Jesus walked in the temple as a 12-year-old boy and he stood around all of the doctors of the law and all of the men of religion and he was uh, answering all of their questions. Pastor, I wonder if in that moment it could be that those men in that moment might have said, 
This man knows, this young child knows more than all of our religious leaders, all of the doctors of the law. And maybe, just maybe, they had uh, some uh, kind of desire that maybe he might could become one of us. Maybe uh, he might be able to help us with this or that or the other. And if you study the Bible, Jesus, one of the, one of the, one of the harshest relationships he ever had was with the Pharisees was with the chief priest, was with the, with the religious rulers. Right. He never, he never, as far as we know in the scriptures, sat down with these men and truly just relaxed and had a time of fellowship. Normally when Jesus got around these chief priests, it was normally to call them a bunch of vipers, amen. Right. It was normally to call out their sin and their wickedness. I wonder if maybe they looked in and said, Lazarus, why does Jesus spend time with him? And he won't spend any time with us. I think as well. I think as you study the Bible, there there is evidence that uh, very well uh, could be mentioned about Isaiah uh, chapter number fourteen. We all remember where the devil came from. Yeah. We remember where his origin is as Lucifer in heaven. And he said that I will be like the Most High. All he ever wanted was to be like Jesus. All he ever wanted uh, was to have what God has and be what God is. And now the Bible. Bible tells us that those of us that are saved, we are being conformed to the image of God's dear Son. The devil looks at you as a redeemed child of God, as a resurrected child of God that has a relationship with God. And that relationship is conforming you to the image of God's dear Son. All he looks at you and sees is that you have what he will never have. That you get to look like what he has always wanted. He wanted to be like the Most High. Never could be that way. Caused a rebellion in heaven. And, and he left. And we know uh, how that happened. Amen. We know the rebellion there in heaven. But there is a relationship here. Lazarus gets to see uh, Jesus sit in the same room with him. Speak to him. Amen. Uh, Lazarus gets to uh, to see him. To, uh, to speak to him. Amen. Lazarus gets to sit with him. Lazarus gets to sup with him. Amen. And can I just remind you that when you get saved by the grace of God, you can be as close to Jesus Christ as you want to be. And you will only be as close to God as you want to be. Right. If you're not interested in, in drawing near to God, you're not interested, you'll come to this meeting, but you're not interested in drawing any closer to the Lord, guess what? You won't. My pastor used to tell us growing up all the time that when we came to church, he said, if you came looking for something, that's exactly what you'll get. Right. And if you didn't come looking for anything, you'll get that too. Right. It's the same way with our walk with God. Amen. Amen. You're going to get what you want to get. You can be as close to Jesus as you want to. He is the one to the churches. Amen. Standing on the outside and this loud to see in church age on the outside of our churches. And he's knocking on the door and he wants to come in. Why? That he might sup with us. Jesus wants to have that kind of relationship with you. I wonder this afternoon, do you want to have that kind of relationship? Mark, with you? The Bible here says that these chief priests hated Lazarus and wanted to put him to death because of his resurrection. Wanted him to be uh, to be in, to, uh, to have no ability to influence anybody else because of his resurrection, because of his relationship. Lastly, and I'm done because of his reasoning. Bible tells us here, look at verse number 11. 
Why? Verse 10 tells us they wanted to put him to death. Oh, yeah. Verse number 11 tells us the cause of it. Because that by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. Can I say this this afternoon? That when you look at Jesus, when you look at this passage of Scripture, it seems like now that Lazarus is alive. It seems like now that, that Lazarus has been uh, raised from the dead. It seems to me that everywhere Lazarus went, he was a living billboard of the power of Jesus Christ. Everywhere Lazarus went, it was, they look at him, they see a man that was dead, this is what Jesus can do. Amen. Lazarus did nothing to cause himself to be resurrected. Right. Lazarus was dead. He could not help himself out. He could, he could not get himself out of the grave. And the, Lazarus receives no glory right. for what happened to him. Amen. The only person that receives any glory for what happened to Lazarus is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only one that gets the glory. He's the only one that deserves the glory. And I'm telling you, Lazarus may not have, may not has even went out trying to be a witness. He may not have even said, I can, I can imagine that he probably did. But according to these verses, we don't know what all Lazarus did other than the fact that just the very fact he was alive told others on the outside looking at him that Jesus has done not just a work but has done something for him that nobody else ever could do. Nobody else could even attempt to do. And can I report to you this afternoon if you're saved by the grace of God that is exactly what Jesus, as an 8 year old boy I gave my heart to Jesus. I'm 29 years old today. Got, called, got saved at 8 years old. Called to preach the same year. This is all I've ever done. My church knows this is plan A. I don't have a plan B. I, this is all I've ever done preacher. It's all I've ever done. Been the pastor at Beacon four and a half years now, going on five years, and this this is all I know. When God when God saved me at eight years old, I've I've spent my entire life, Brother Norman. I've spent my entire life telling people I did not do this. Right. I wasn't raised in a preacher's home. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I am a first generation preacher in my in, in my family. The first one called. I didn't know. I when the first time I walked through the doors of a church, Brother Kenzie, I didn't even know how a hymn book worked. I didn't know you're supposed to skip the lines. If it wasn't for a friend taking this young boy to church, I would not be preaching to you this afternoon. That's why every time we have youth meetings and things, I want to get as many young people as I can hey. and say, "Go with me." God didn't work in my life hey. through meetings like this. I don't get, I, I'm telling you, you're looking at somebody today, I'm saved by the grace of God. Amen. If you're saved, you are. I know what it is to pass from death to life. I know what it is to enjoy resurrection life. I know what it is, thank God, that from the time of being an eight-year-old boy, having a relationship with God, amen, learning the Word of God, and God putting people in my life to grow me in the things of God. Yeah. But I don't deserve any credit, Brother Daniel. I didn't do anything to call this, just it's the grace of God. Right. And, here Lazarus did nothing. nothing. To just 
the fact he's alive. Just because of what Jesus did, just because he's living the life that, that Jesus gave him to live when he called him out of the grave. Now the Bible said by reason of him, many of the Jews went away. You know, the ones, these chief priests, that's their target audience. The ones they're preaching to. The ones that they're trying to minister to, if you will. They're losing numbers. Mm -hmm. Not because of another priest. Not because pastor. Not because of another synagogue down the road. Right. But just a man that has been given resurrected life. And he's living it out in public. I wonder how many of us live out the life that God gave us the day that he saved us. I wonder how many of us are living for him and walking with him and having a relationship with him cultivated. And we're enjoying that fellowship because we can talk with him. And we can sit with him. And we can sup with him. And we can enjoy that relationship to where God ministers in our heart to where everywhere we go. Just by reason of us. Just by us living out, uh, living out the life that He gave, just simply trying to be faithful, to be to, to, to be faithful to Him and honor Him with our life, that others would look at us, and we, there would be a reasoning in their mind that person has something I didn't. God has done something for them that I need, and maybe just maybe somebody might believe. You know, the devil hates that. Yeah. The chief priests wanted Lazarus dead for those reasons because they wanted Lazarus to be dead so that he would never be able to walk out in the streets of the cities again and anybody see him alive. They wanted to end all of that. And there's a very real devil that wants to end what God is doing in your life. So nobody else will ever go to heaven because of you. Hmm. Nobody, will ever, nobody else will ever hear the gospel because of the life you live. Nobody else will be influenced by the life that God gave you when He changed you and made you new in Christ. Amen. The devil wants you dead, but there's a God in heaven that can empower you through the Spirit of God Amen. and can use you for His glory if you'll let Him. Amen. Amen. Thank God for a resurrected life. Amen. Thank God for resurrection. And I, and I pray by the good help and the grace of God that we'll stay faithful to serve Him Amen. even though there's a bullseye on us from the devil. Amen. Preacher, I'm done. Amen. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com.